This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We may be a comic duo, but we take mental health very serious. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and is completely online. BetterHelp is a network with over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, answer a few questions, and BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com amp. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash amp. Good morning. Grab your coffee, grab your tea. I am here to ramble away on a few things. Hey, this is Meredith. Anxiety makes me poop. Uh, Cass is coming over later so that we can record the Clopin effect, and I think we even have a guest, so go hop over there. If, uh, if you're interested, it's a funny retail podcast, and we've been doing it for almost three years. We have over a hundred and almost 150 episodes. I can't believe it. So, uh, yeah. And she hasn't um, wanted to quit yet, so that's good. Putting up with me is, is tough. <laughs> All right, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Grab your tea, grab your coffee. It's morning for me. It's Monday morning before I have to log into work, and I am celebrating my ebook online, Anxiety Makes Me Poop. I'm sure if you are on the socials, you've seen me post it 5,000 times. I apologize for that, but you know what? It's just all out of excitement. I'm so excited that it's there. And the vulnerability of putting something out, like your work, your art, your music, your anything is unreal. The things that you go through, and I kind of just want to talk about that because I think there's a lot of us out there that want to do something and we get a, a little fear in there, you know, and the anxiety and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough to put your work out there. You know, I think a lot of us have dreams or I should say for those I spoke to, obviously I'm not speaking for everyone. Um, but I think a lot of us have dreams. A lot of us want to do something, you know, uh, we practice singing in the shower or in the car and, you know, we, we write poems or we, we paint, we draw, we color, we write, we, whatever, whatever it is. I have a good friend that's a running friend on Instagram and he writes poems and they're absolutely beautiful. Some of them I do, I don't understand, but others just, take it all in. He's also been published in magazines and books, and it's just unbelievable. And every time he puts a poem out there, um, he's, he's, he's vulnerable about it. Right. And that's it because you just never know what someone's going to say, you know, um, you just never know. You never know what the reviews are going to be, or you never know, you know, it's all about the five stars. Give us five stars. Give us a great review. I don't care about that. I just put it out there. It's off my chest, it's onto paper, it's onto ebook, and I'm so proud of myself. But today I'm proud of myself. Yesterday I was in tears because the format of my ebook is not working. I reached out to plenty of people. Cass even sent me a link this morning and said, take a look at this, make sure that you are, you know, following these guidelines, which was super helpful as well. I've uploaded it probably oh gosh, I think like 22 times. So it says, you know, PDFs are great, or it says a Word doc is great, or EPUB, or use the Kindle Create. There's so many different platforms that you can use to get your book on. For me, it's KDP. Others may use like uh, BookBaby, or there's other 
there's other uh, lots of platforms out there. But for me, I'm using KDP with Amazon. I, I just I just like I just like working with them, um, and. I cannot get the bullet points to line up correctly. So I've been telling everyone, thank you for the support. I apologize if it doesn't look good. It's not perfect now. But what I do have in my hand is the proof to my paperback. And it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I almost was in tears again when it uh, was delivered on Saturday. There are a couple things that I have to adjust, like the margins. There's a lot of space, so I have to fix the margins. But all the bullet points are lined up. All the pages land where they need to land. And the cover, I know they say to hire someone this time for this book. I tried to do it all myself. I did reach out to some resources, unpaid resources. They were very nice to help me out for free. Um, but I, I think the second book, which is actually going to be called anxiety makes me poop Two T O O, um, is I'm going to hire professionals because it took me months to get it to where it is. And I understand that it's still not perfect just because this is not what I do. You know, I don't edit or publish. This is just something I wanted to get out there. I wanted to do it on my own. So I understand what others go through and it can just be a source of, uh, something that I learned. Like if someone asks me about it, I, I could say, I'm an author. I did self-publish a book and, you know, I can help as much as I can help and then um, go seek someone that's a professional, right? So, but anyways, um, I'm holding it in my hand right now. I'm looking at the pages. It's absolutely beautiful and I cannot believe that I did it. Like I did it. How, how often do you go and do something and think to yourself, man, I did that. And I think we should do it more often. Like we go day by day, day by day, week by week, month by month, a year, right? The year just turned over again. And how often do we give ourselves credit? Are we afraid because, uh, are we afraid that, you know, of what people will say? Um, I already had a couple people call me and say, oh my gosh, I loved your book, but, or um, I did have a very good friend call me and say, amazing. Like it was, there was no buts in there. And I just was like, just so thankful for that phone call because the following phone call was like, I would have, and it's great. I will take it. I can take construction. I can take constructive criticism now. Last year, the year before, five years ago, definitely not. I would have shut everything down. I would have said, forget it. I would have probably not even been friends with that person anymore. (laughs) But now... Um, I can. Now I feel like when someone tells me something, especially about like the other podcast to the Clopin, people are always saying the should haves. You should have done this or you could do this or I have an idea for you, which I love. A few years ago, maybe not. I don't know. Um, and it's something else that with like the anxiety too, we get messages that say, you know, you should really post about this or why do you think this is funny? Or you know what? It's our life. Like we're just expressing it and you're following us. We didn't ask you to follow us. So if you don't like something, you can unfollow us, you know, or if you don't like the book, just don't, just don't say anything then that's totally fine. Or if you are a friend or a colleague or someone that really thinks the book is right, I'm just using mine as an example that the book is so close, but let me just give her one suggestion. I love that. And I thank you. I thank you. So, okay. So one of the stories in here, and this is what we're going to talk about. Um, I just wanted to, someone said, I can't wait for it to be audible, uh, audible, audible. I don't know how to even pronounce that. I probably should learn that audible, I think. Right. Anyways. Um, I do want to talk about one. I'm going through my pages right here and it's called the funeral. So I'm going to read it real quick. And then I just want to tell you that I absolutely did this twice. I, 
I'm an idiot. <laughs> I have no filter and I don't think. I am learning this past year with all the classes I've been taking. I'm learning to have a filter and to think before I speak. But um, yeah, so in my paperback book, it's page 14. I'm not sure what it's going to be like in the hardcover. That one's coming in a couple Wednesdays. That takes a minute to print. Um but pretty soon the paper book, a paperback book will be ready. And um, it looks like it's page 14, but it's called The Funeral. So here we go. This story is just about true embarrassment, thinking about it for 20 years and finally having it be a, you think that was bad, listen to this type of story. A friend's mom passed away after a long battle with cancer. She was loved and adored by everyone and many attended her funeral. I waited in line with some other friends to extend our condolences and have a moment of silence. I should have taken that moment more seriously. Uh, my friends and I approached our grieving friend sharing heartwarming stories about her mom while engaging in a pleasant conversation about life. During this period, I was going through a challenging time at work, a fact my friends were well aware of as I talked about it constantly. Sensing an opportunity to check in and take her mind off the day, my morning friend inquired, have you found a new job yet? How's your current job treating you? I responded with a low sigh. Uh, it's killing me. My eyes widened, I gasped, and started contemplating an escape to a neighboring country. My friend, recognizing my embarrassment and perhaps sensing my desire for an exit strategy, offered comforting words, saying, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm confident you'll find something better soon. My response mortified me. It's a stark reminder of the importance of choosing one words carefully, a lesson I overlooked that day. If you've ever found yourself saying something you deeply regret, please know you're not alone. I'm willing to accept the title of the world's worst funeral response winner so you can find solace in the fact that everyone makes mistakes. It's okay to forgive yourself and continue moving forward in life. So that's just one of the short stories that I have in the books. Um, it kind of, um, that one's more of a, it wasn't funny at the time, but that's more of a, a funny reflection to me because I was just like, Meredith, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, I also did that to another friend. It was actually during the time that the same exact time I had another friend that I went to go visit her house and her, uh, one of her children had passed and she asked me the same thing because she knew that I was going through, um, a tough time at work. And I said something like, it's going to be the death of me. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? You idiot. Why do you say things like that? You know, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, terrible. So if you are similar to me and you have no filter or sometimes you don't think before you speak, you are not alone. So we're going to, let's work on that. <laughs> let's work on not saying exactly what's on our mind or assess the situation first. Like easily I could have just said, oh, it's just so tough, but I'm looking for something else. You know, I don't have to say death killing me. Oh gosh, just, just horrible. So just know that, you know, we all make mistakes and we're all human. Um, what I do want to go back to though, is just doing it, like breaking through vulnerability. Like if you have started writing a book, started writing a poem book, started writing nonfiction, fiction, painting, drawing, coloring, whatever, whatever it is, or even just redoing a room in your house, but you're just not sure for the fear of judgment or anything like that. Let's just learn to embrace our imperfections. So perfection is an illusion, right? Like just as I was saying with my ebook, 
I, I'm pretty sure all the words are there. I'm, I'm 99% sure, thank you, Grammarly, that everything's spelled correctly, but there still could be something in there that I'm missing or the four people that read it before I published missed. Um, so just allow yourself to be beautifully flawed and watch how it becomes your greatest strength, not worrying about perfection. Um, obviously when you write a book and obviously when you are professional and you have the editors and the publishers and the digital artists and all that kind of stuff, it's pretty close to perfection, right? But when you're doing something on your own, when you're self-publishing or when you're self-promoting or when you're getting a business out there, there's going to be some imperfections, just embrace them. Uh, so the other thing is no more excuses, so a few times during this, I gave myself a couple weeks off and said, I'm not going to write in this book because no one's going to read it and I don't care. It's not going to be perfect, blah, blah, blah. And I told myself, get it out there. You have, I have 28 stories in this book, so it's not very long. It only takes an hour and a half to read. It actually hit number five on new releases last week for teens and young adults. So it's perfect for them. There's no swear words. And it's a quick story of what happened to me and then how I can learn from it. So they're just quick stories, quick, short stories. So check it out. It's actually free this week. It's free on, on Amazon. Just look up Anxiety Makes Me Poop ebook, and it's free this week. So download it and just ignore the formats and 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 let me know what you think. Send me a message. Um, in the back of the book, you can it shows where you can find me. So no more excuses. Excuses are roadblocks on the path to success. So it doesn't matter what it is, even if it's working, even if it's just getting up in the morning, don't give yourself an excuse the second that you get up. Just say, today's going to be a good day or don't burn the day or let me just get up. Let me just take a shower and then I'm going to see how I feel. My mom's a nurse and she always used to say the mornings are the worst for colds. And it's true. You get up and you're like, oh, I'm calling off. I feel horrible. But maybe after like it, depending on what you have, right, what kind of cold it is. Maybe after an hour, a cup of coffee, little tea, maybe a little breakfast, and you kind of walk around and all of a sudden you're not as congested as you were. Maybe the headache kind of went away. So it's something simple like that. Or the excuse of, I took two weeks off writing the book here and there, and I was just like, get it done. Or I would come into a roadblock of, no, that's you know that story's dumb. I actually did delete some of the stories because I thought they were so specific that you know, it just, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't work out. So maybe they will go into book number two and that's okay too. But I replaced them with another story that I thought would be okay. So just kick those excuses aside and march forward with your determination of I'm getting this done. Um, and then another thing is turn fear into fuel. So I have absolutely been doing this this last week. As soon as I put this book out, I was very vulnerable and I was like, people are going to hate it. People aren't going to read it. And I was actually okay with that because I, I did, I didn't care, honestly. Like I put the book out, my friends and family are of course supportive. They're just like my Cass, who is my, um, co-host on the Clopin and on here was the first one to buy it. She saw it. I sent her the link. She saw it. She bought it. That was it. She doesn't even have a Kindle. <laughs> um, and so I had the fear of hitting that publish button, right? It was like, okay, there is no turning back like ever. 
And then I realized that there were some mistakes in there or just didn't, I missed a few things or there was one thing, you know, I missed a word after, you know, five other people read it and, and told me it looks good. I missed a word. Or I think maybe I was like doing some kind of format editing and I might've accidentally deleted a couple words. I'm like, oh no. So I got the Grammarly out again and I had to re-upload it. I, and like I said, I think I re-uploaded the manuscript like 22 times, maybe even more. And it just didn't look right. So I was having fear of, okay, the people that are buying the book now, I was very fortunate to have a couple sales the first couple days and it wasn't 99% perfect, right? We're not going to say perfect. And so I had to re-upload it and re-upload it. And I was like, oh, and it's still, the bullet points still don't look right. So my fear is that's what the reviews are going to be about. This sucks. Your manuscript sucks. That's fine. It's out there and I'm just going to use it as fuel for the next book and hopefully hire professionals to help me through it. So the next one is own your story. Your story is unique. Now we may say that a lot of us are the same out there and that, um, you know, people, we have like doppelgangers. So we, you know, we look like someone else or there's a parallel universe or, um, our stories are the same or they're similar, but really, you know what? It's your story. It's unique and it deserves to be told whether it's in crafting, owning a business, writing, poems, drawing, painting, whatever it is, no one else can paint a picture the same way that you do. No, they just can't. It, it's different. No one else can write a story like you. You're unique. No one else can tell a story like you because you're unique. No one else can draw a stick figure like you. It will not be the same. Not two things are the same. Even though we say people are similar, or, oh, you look like that person, or your style is, yes, your style might be the same, you may have also written a short story book that shows, you know, lessons learned and stuff, but our stories are going to be different because we're all unique. So just embrace it, embrace your story and tell it to the world. Even if it's just a post on socials or it's about your day, just do it, you know? And if you don't want to hear any comments, shut the comments off. Just post it out there for people to read and just get it off your chest. And then the, the last thing is the power of now. So there's no better time than now, right? They even say that. Ugh, the dreadful diets, right? If you start today in a month, you know, all that kind of like working out and dieting, we're not going to even talk about that because that's like resolutions. And we promised not to talk about resolutions on this podcast, <laughs> but truly there is no better time than now to take the leap. So if you were thinking about owning a business, if you were thinking about getting that new position at work, if you were thinking about quitting your job to own a business, to get online and do stuff, or, you know, to um, write a book or to draw, paint, whatever it is, a new project, anything, anything that it is, it's now. Now is the time. And I'm here to tell you that now is the time. Seize the moment and let it be the catalyst for positive change, right? It might be some, I'm, you know, you're going to do it now and then there might be some heartache, right? But that's okay because that's growing, right? it will still positively change you because you can look back and say, I did that. I did it. So breaking through vulnerability is a process. It's not a one-time event. So just know that sometimes, you know, things are going to happen, but please celebrate your wins, learn from your challenges, keep pushing forward because you got this. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.